Kawaja driving straight down the ground and Usman Kawaja will bring up his half century as it crashes into the boundary rope. A magnificent innings from the Queensland captain here at North Dalton Park, Wollongong, to the applause of his teammates in the crowd. Bowling to Bartlett, popped up, and Jilks takes the catch. Two wickets in the over for Hatcher. Bartlett has to go. It is a very warm welcome to the Cricket Library Weekly. My name is Matt Ellis and joining me as always, Robbie McKinlay. Happy Easter. Welcome back. Yeah, happy Easter to you, Maddie, and all our listeners, uh, particularly our loyal listeners. And it is great to be back, Maddie. It does feel a bit funny, doesn't it, to be talking about cricket in April. We've got all our major um, winter sports, national sports starting and um, we're still um, completing the cricket season, obviously a lot later than normal due to COVID, but we're just so thankful that we've been able to get through a cricket season. So, well done, everyone. We're nearly there. We are nearly there indeed, and we'll be talking about some of those remaining games coming up and some of the games that were played recently. We've got the final of the Marsh Cup coming up, but there's still a couple of games to be played for us to find out who New South Wales will be playing in that one at Bankstown Oval on April 11. We'll also talk Sheffield Shield. We do know that that final is 15 to 18 April at the Allen Border Field in Queensland. We'll wrap up all the final round action there as well. And the mail is in. Don't let a long weekend stop the mail from coming in. It's a good one too. Uh, It has actually come via social media, this one. So that does make it a little bit more expedient, but we'll, we'll get to that bit later on. But to kick things off, Robbie McKinlay, 23 in a row. The Australian <laughs> women's cricket team just know how to win. Yeah, they do, don't they? They've um, taken Ricky Ponting's um, Australian team's record, which is great. At least it stays in Australia, but they do. And look, Matt, they're such a good side and we've, We've spoken about it ad, ad nauseum about the um, the depth of talent in Australian women's cricket. Uh, it is just amazing. It's um, you know I, I don't know how. <laughs> well, I think we mentioned in a few previous um, episodes that gosh, there's going to be some fantastic cricketers not actually get the chance to represent Australia because there's so much talent there, and um, that's why our domestic competition is so good too, which is fantastic. We saw how good the WBBL was and. Um, the WNCL, fantastic. And it's no surprise that the um, Australian women's team at the highest level are doing so well. And congratulations to everyone. It's a marvellous achievement. Yeah, let's just have a look back. We we go, it stems back to the 12th of March, 2018. This is wow. quite, quite a, a lengthy period of time. So it was a 3-0 series win against India, 3-0 against Pakistan, 3-0 against New Zealand. 3-0 against England, 3-0 against West Indies, 3-0 against Sri Lanka, 3-0 against New Zealand, and now we're up to 2-0 in this series against New Zealand. So wow. 2018, that seems like a long period of time. I know we've had a, a global pandemic in there as well, uh, which would have limited the amount of games, but well mm. done to to be at the top of your sport for that period of time, Meg Lanning, Matthew Mott, all the support staff, all the planning, 
and preparation that goes in to those results. Uh, a credit to everyone involved there. So, Matt, with that, just I'm sure a lot of our listeners might be keen to know this. It could be an obvious answer. If there was a draw or like a washout in that run, does that not count? Like it just continues on the next game. It's the only thing that stops this run is a defeat. Would that be right? I think so, yeah. I think if there's a yeah. washout. Uh, it doesn't sort of count. Yeah, Because yeah. looking at that, all those were three nil results. And this is the eighth series since that started. Um, and they're all been three nil. And this one is currently sitting at um, two nil. So that's, yeah. And if it goes to three nil, they're eight threes are 24. That would be 24 in a row. Well, I can't see New Zealand beating Australia in the third and final one. The Rose Bowl has been retained, Matt Ellis. Yeah, and and sorry, just one last little point on there. Uh, for anyone interested in how long the streak's been running in days, 1,122 oh. days without a loss. 20, 1,122. That's 1-1-2-2. 1-1-2-2. That's, that's one, I like it. One one was a racehorse. Two two was one two. One 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 race. Two two one one two. Oh, very. That's not a. That's not an early high cube. <laughs> How do you like that, Matt Fiction? Oh, uh, don't worry, Matt. No, oh, no, sorry, oh, Matt. No. Can we? Can, can oh. we edit? This isn't going live, is it? Can we edit? Can we just edit that? Yes. Bit? Just our production guys. When we get to that bit, we'll just edit yeah. that last little comment about Matt Fiction out, please. <laughs> I don't know how you'll take that. <laughs> oh, gee. You, you are stepping on a toe there. Oh, oh, I love his haiku poems too. Oh, dear. Anyway, right, let's, move on. let's move on. Let's have a look at um, – do you want to do game one? Let's do game one first and then yeah. into, into game two, Robbie. What what, what are your takeaways? Oh, look, a bit like straight out of the box. It's such an impressive win. But I, I always thought New Zealand's 212 just wasn't going to be enough. I thought they needed to at least get around that 250. Um, Laura Down played a beautiful innings, 90. And then you know, Amy Safway, 32. Amelia Kerr, 33. But they, they didn't quite get there, Matty. They needed to, need to score more than that. They had to be a lot more. Um, Megan Shoot was fantastic. Four wickets. Nicola Carey, three. She just keeps bobbing up. And she does. Didn't reply. Oh, that's the thing about Nicola Carey, isn't it? She had a good, good WNTL while she was there. Um, and then Australia, they got their... 69 balls to spare, four for 215. Elise um, Perry, 56 not out. Ash Gardner, 53 not out. I love watching those two bat together because what you get there, Matt, you get Ash Gardner can just go along at a clip. You know, she, she'll go around about that 120, 130 strike rate. And Elise Perry can just do her work, the pro. Yeah. She, you know, two half centuries, both not out. Um, just shows that Australia can go at all levels. And all paces and all gears, and this is what's good. And don't forget, um, Alyssa Healy's 65 at the top of the inning. But overall, Matt, that was a very comfortable win. That was um, that one was never in doubt. Yeah, a, a, a great result there for the Aussie ladies to bring up that record and go to win number 22 in a row. Now we turn to today's game, which uh, I'm still on annual leave, Robbie, so I was able to. Catch a fair portion is a pretty pretty good day uh, for me to watch Australia. Seven for 271. And what a player, Rachel Haynes. 87 at the top of the order. Don't write off a champion ever. And Rachel Haynes, she just keeps producing the goods. Uh, Elisa Healy, 44. Meg Lanning, 49. Now, I do need to raise an eyebrow here, Robbie. 
I don't yeah. I don't have the audio of it, but I I do recall one of us suggesting that Elise Perry would not get dismissed on this tour. Yes. Well, I was so um, taken by her form during the WNCL. And, hey, her first game uh, was a not out, 56 not out. And then I just had a quick glance at the score today. And I, she was in the double figures. And I thought, there we go. This will continue then. But, yes, um, Elise Perry was out for 16. So um, one of six victims for Lee Kasparek, who was recalled into the side. That yes, so well at least at least um, Pez will get an average out of this series, Matt. There'll be some good come out of it. Yeah, playing for the average by getting dismissed, <laughs> maybe. Correct. Yeah, and I'll Ka- go with that. Kasparek six for forty-six, uh, massive performance to bag six in an ODI. Well done to Lee, and in reply. My favourite player, Amelia Kerr, top scoring with 47. And then there was 32 to Brooke Halliday and 28 now, to Matt, Hayley Jensen as well. Hmm. Mate, just go back to the Brooke Halliday dismissal. Did you happen to get a glimpse of that? Rachel Haynes. What about the direct hit? The fielding? What? Lethal. Oh, she has oh. got so many strings to her bow, and that is why she is easily... One of the first players selected in any any team, Rachel Haynes. And why do they keep running when the ball gets hit to Rachel Haynes's left, whether it's at short mid wicket or at point? Yeah, do not run. Yeah, Don't run that. It, it's hello. Yeah, how it's, many more times do we have to see a direct hit? Just she is absolutely. It's Alan Border esque. Yeah, it's it's like running to AR Border in the eighties. Yep, you just Don't wouldn't do it. Do it. Yeah. That, that's anyway. a free public service announcement there. A good performance from all the bowlers again, though, Matty. One that is like it's, it, I, look, I love watching Jess Jonathan bowl. I, I think her, I'm kind of right reminds me of it's a bit of Steve O'Keefe about it. Just got that yeah. nice little sliding action. Yeah, just got that nice bit of variety with pace. A little bit of Phil Edmonds was a, a left-arm traditional spinner, orthodox spinner from England, uh, probably showing me age there back in the 70s and 80s a bit. But um, beautiful bowler, man. I've, I've, I've watched Jess Johnson bowl day. It's just one of those most beautiful rhythmic sliding run-ins. And, yeah, well done, JJ. Absolute star. Absolutely, Robbie. And uh, two wickets to one of my other favourite players, Georgia Wareham, as well. Good to see the yes. leggy getting the job done there as well. Rachel Haynes, player of the match. No one's shocked by that at all. And one game left in the series. Can the Aussies just keep that streak going for at least yes, a few more can. days? Well, there we go. We've got yes, a, they can, Matt. a definitive yes from Robbie McKinlay. Yep. And I just think they're hungry for, for just more and more. This could end up anywhere. Who knows? Well, could it be longer than Bill Goldberg in WCW? I don't know what his record was, but he went undefeated for a very long time in the um, highly unscripted World Championship Wrestling. Um, I'll give you a bit more of a traditional sport and longevity. <laughs> um, Heather McKay squash. Oh, yes. I don't think Heather McKay ever got beat. She's outstanding. Amazing record. So, And Jahinga Khan in Pakistan. He was another good squash player. But anyway, that's just... But look, yeah, Heather McKay's um, record is outstanding. Right, Matt, there's no reason why this Aussie couldn't take this into the 30s. 
and beyond. Okay, well there you have it. How how far can this keep going? And and we're That's assuming the here, we're assuming here what we clarified earlier around washouts that if it's a no result that. That's an unbeaten streak still yeah. continuing. I would, I would have have to say. Matt, what about um, what about some of our listeners? They want to get on socials, maybe tweet in how long they think this run could go to. Give us, have a stab at the dark, mate. Maybe when it does finish, and if there's any goodies left in the library, there might be a little cricket library pack coming their way. Oh, well, the pen. Very, very good point, Robbie. We do have we've we've got some PD salt. In honour of Phil Salt. Um, we do too. So maybe we can put some PD Salt up for grabs. Okay. Here's the pin. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, when do we get an answer? This is the thing. <laughs> it could be next. It could be next. Now, there could be smart people out there might say, I think it'll stay at 23. New Zealand beat yeah, in the final yeah, match. Yeah. Okay, you know what I mean? So, yeah. But there's smart, our loyal listeners, there's a lot of smart ones there out there. There are I'm some sure extremely smart loyal listeners. And just for just for clarity, Bill Goldberg in WCW, 173 straight victories. Was it really? From June 23, 1997 to December 1998. So it wasn't as long in terms of, <laughs> of days. That's but a lot of... That's a lot of that's a lot of, <laughs> that's that's a lot. A lot of stouches. <laughs> that's a lot of stouches. Gosh, but, uh, how many is that? How many did you say you had? In, that's what been about fifteen months or something, wasn't uh, it? Yeah, hundred and six. Yeah, yeah, close, yeah. close to eighteen months. But um, I reckon. I'll tell you what, there's only one winner there. That's his chiropractor <laughs> <laughs> or his osteo. <laughs> uh, well, Robbie, anyway. I, I think we need to take a break before we get to. Yep. Too too far off course here, but yeah, do tweet us in. Tell us how far you think the streak will go, and um, yep. play along with us, or send us a postcard with a nu- just write just write the number on there and your name and your details, and uh, we'll put you in the draw. And we'll get it sorted. We'll get it sorted. We'll we'll be back in just a minute here on the Cricket Library Weekly. Striking the ball well, DP Hughes raises the bat. Yet another ton. Yet another ton. Daniel Hughes, wasn't he good, Robbie, in the Marsh One Day Cup last Wednesday? I was travelling down to Sydney on my way to Wollongong to call the the Sheffield Shield. And uh, the kids were in the car watching on, or my two boys were watching on the phone and I was listening through the the Bluetooth through the speakers in the car to that magnificent innings from Daniel Hughes. And that's his sixth ton, a record for New South Wales. He just keeps producing at that level. I think his batting average around 58 in one day domestic cricket at the moment, Daniel Hughes. And even though he's, First-class form up until that that point in the season hadn't been great this summer. He just knows how to score runs in 50-over cricket. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's a it's got a nice niche in that game. I think he, I think Hughesy likes that opportunity to sort of get in early, and also then he, it's just I think it's a bit more bold at that at that start of that innings as well. Um, you know, with a, he likes that hard white new ball, and he, he likes to 
give that a bit of a tap. He's got his sort of go-to shots, and his, his shot selection in one-day cricket is exactly what you want from an opening batsman. Uh, yeah, he does it very well. BP did, the boy from Cowra. Yeah, Central so, West um, New South Yeah, Wales. and of course, yes, yes, throw that in. He's uh, part of the Western Cartel. And, of course, the good news is for New South Wales is they are guaranteed of that um, hosting final of the Marsh Cup. But who's going to be they going to be playing against, Matty? That's what our job is now to see if we can decipher who that may be. Yeah, it's going to be in- interesting mm. because we've got Victoria playing South Australia. That won't have any bearing. But None at all. as it did in the Sheffield Shield competition, WAV Tassie will have a big bearing on the outcome. So the latter, as it stands at the moment, New South Wales 19, unassailable. Queensland, they're on 15 points. And, yep. and their situation is assailable. WA are on 11 and their net run rate is 0.64. Queensland's net run Not rate, 1.02. Tasmania on 10 right. points. Now, my understanding here is if Tasmania win, they'd need to win very, very well. I don't, I just don't see how they can, I just don't see how they can get well, the bonus They have to get a bonus point. They'd have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and their run rate, their net run rate's not too bad. That's achievable. A, a good result like that. Put it this way: if they got a bonus point, their run rate would go above Queensland, Matt. So, so a, a bonus point victory for Tasmania, I think, would get the job done. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Because that would escalate that current run rate, which is 0.928, not too far behind Queensland 1.02. Don't let that decimal point at the start. Don't let that single figure at the start. Um, see you there, Matt. That can that can change pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. So not much at all between it. Yeah. Okay. So let's. So just it's game. It's game on here, Matt Ellis. Well, let's set our watches and our alarms and make sure we don't miss this one because. Well, when is it? Well, it's the eighth of April, eleven thirty a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time at That's the WAC. tomorrow. It's on tomorrow. There you go, because we're doing this on a Wednesday night. This is Wednesday night. Well, I'm I'm wondering now, actually, whether Dylan... You're back at work. <laughs> oh, I am back at work. <laughs> I'm not. Oh. Well, Robbie, I'll you're going you're, you're to have to be our man um, yep. covering this one for the Cricket Library, because I reckon Dylan from WA, one of our most loyal and valued listeners... I reckon he'll be there. I reckon he's. I reckon he's smarter than me. I reckon he'd have annual leave booked in. Yep. And he's going to see. Well, probably going to decide who gets the wooden spoon, isn't it? Oh no, it won't. No, no. Sorry, sorry. I'm thinking the, the, the early in the day, the, the game that starts on the Eastern Seaboard, Victoria and South Australia, will have no impact. But yes, so Western Australia, are, yeah, same sort of situation. A win and a bonus point by either side, Matt. Just looking at that will get them through to a final. I'm pretty sure of that because you look at Western Australia, actually, a win would draw them level. Yeah. With Queensland. They need a bonus point. But, but so I think this game could have a lot of freedom about it, Matt. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the highlights or I don't know how I'm going to... Although an 11.30 start means I might <laughs> be able to catch the tail end of it after work. 
tomorrow. Yep, or lunchtime. I'll I'll keep you posted, mate. Yeah, please. Yeah, please. Please keep me across what's happening there. And no doubt, uh, cricket.com.au will be a great place to check in uh, throughout the day as well. Now, Robbie, we we can we can get straight into Sheffield Shield now that we've sorted out that it's pretty, yes. pretty clear cut. We've decided what we think is going to happen there in the in the, yeah. uh, in the in the Marsh one day cup. I I reckon I've got WA as favourites over Tassie. Uh, whether okay. whether or not they can win comfortably enough to bypass Queensland, I, I'm hesitant about yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. So I, I here, here we go. Here's my bold prediction because people often say that I sit on the fence. I'm predicting New South Wales v Queensland in both the Marsh One Day Cup and the Marsh Sheffield Shield competition. Ooh. Well, I'm going to go against you there. I'm going to predict Western Australia to come through. Okay. And and we'll play uh, New South Wales at Bankstown, I believe. Yeah, Bankstown on, on um, the 11th. That's this weekend. Yeah. So, yep. so what we're saying is, well done, Tasmania. <laughs> because because you have not received the Cricket Library Weekly Curse, you are now booking your place in the final. So thank us later. Anyway, uh, Robbie, Sheffield Shield. It's been a, a, a very big round of Sheffield Shield action. Probably the biggest news is the retirement of Chad Sayers uh, from, yeah. yep. from First Class Cricket. Uh, a wonderful performer over the years. Played in the baggy green for Australia uh, in that one test match. He represented South Australia with distinction. A, a, a wonderful bowler for them and bowing out uh, in that game against Victoria for the final time. Yeah, so we often talk about first-class batsmen who may have not been a bit unlucky and not played more for, um, test cricket. I guess, you know, Jamie Siddons um, comes to mind. Stuart Law. Stuart Law. Yeah. And these guys we thought would have played more. Um, and I think Chad Sayers falls into that um, as a bowler. Yeah. We, we tend to, you know, look at it the other way around a bit for some reason. We've battled with our lucky. But, yeah, I, I guess um, I would have liked to have seen him had a little bit more opportunity with a little bit more longevity. Maybe we'd have loved to see him maybe play a series and see how he went. Um, but yeah, really good player, great domestic player. I think hopefully a guy like Chad will stay in the game as a you know a bowling coach, and I think he's got a lot to offer. Yeah, absolutely, Robbie. And and that game finishing up a draw, South Australia and Victoria, just some of the key performances in in the game. Travis had another half century for him, seventy six. Sam Kerber, fifty five, and in the bowling stakes, Johnny Holland. Five for eighty-two. He just he just keeps popping up in the wickets column, doesn't yeah. he, Johnny Holland? Uh, but the highlight for me in this one, and I'm pretty sure if you go to the cricketlibrary.com, you'll see a, a haiku poem about this. But uh, Sam Harper, hundred and six not out. His first Sheffield Shield hundred uh, got a lot of love for Sammy Harper. Loved the way he goes about his business, and fantastic to see him take that opportunity. Uh, with the bat for Victoria there. Yeah. And another one that made me happy was another member of the Western Cartel from the central west of New South Wales in Grenfell, Henry, Henry Hunt, 127. Of course, his dad played for the Canberra Raiders rugby league team, so what's there not to like about okay. Henry Hunt? Uh, and then Jake Lehman, a half century as well. And 
Johnny Holland, another four wickets, three wickets to Scotty Boland. And then it kind of, I wouldn't say fizzled out, but it, it, it finished up yeah. the draw. Nine for 329, South Australia in their second innings. And uh, those teams preparing now for their Marsh Cup battle uh, to see. Wasn't it, um, and it wasn't a funny old season for Victoria and Shield, in Shield cricket. If you have a look there, they played eight matches. They only lost one game. They only won one game. Um, you know, and it was that big win over New South Wales. But six draws. That they got hit by the weather stick a fair bit, didn't they? And yeah. and also batting wickets where they they just weren't able to bowl sides out. So I think it's very hard to run a ruler, put the ruler over the whole season because maybe I think it, it, it did have a lot of um, challenges and um, yeah differences right across. So. I think if you look at Queensland and New South Wales are both going to play in the Shield final. They've both only won three games each. So it was just one of those seasons that were quite bizarre. And um, Yeah, I, I think that once again, as we said at the start of the episode, it's, we're just so lucky we've had, had a season. And that's right across Australia, not you know, just in um, first-class cricket and test cricket, but right, you know, club, club cricket. cricket. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's been a real – and it's gone off so well. Um, I think people have really enjoyed it. I, I think it's this season – um, needs to be really celebrated and applauded. Well done, everyone. We, we got through it. Yeah, absolutely, Robbie. And uh, just those couple of games left for the Australian domestic summer. But most club uh, seasons are, are, have been done and dusted, so to speak, and premiers crowned. So magnificent uh, for all the volunteers, all their hard work, all the COVID safety plans, all the yep. all the QR code sign-ins has all been worth it because because they've got through. And uh, just having a look at these other Shield games, Robbie, runs are plenty for Tassie in WA. Matty Wade made 90, Jake Doran 123, and then Bo Webster 135, not out. And our man Jackson Bird, another half century, 64 uh, from 84 <laughs> deliveries. Unbelievable stuff from the Birdman. Uh, Mitch Marsh, three wickets, the best of the bowlers for WA in that first innings. And then Jared Freeman. Now, he's an interesting one. Uh, he, uh, I saw a tweet by one of the statisticians. I'm just trying to think. It was Rick Finlay, I think. Yeah. So, Jared, Jared Freeman, his last first-class innings were zero off three. Then he had zero off two. Then in the first innings of this game, he was out for a golden duck, zero off one, and and Rick and Rick put a tweet out saying something like, "I hope this trend doesn't continue for Jared's sake." But interestingly, yeah. in in the second innings, he was naught not out off naught. <laughs> I'm just looking at that now. So what remarkable. So thank what you, you Rick. Thank you, Rick Finlay, for bringing that to our attention. That's uh, that's the golden nuggets that just bring people like us cricket. to life, doesn't it? It's Yeah, it's that's cricket, isn't it? So anyway, um, uh, WA in their first innings, Bancroft 57, Whiteman 42, the best of the batters, and Jared Freeman, four, four wickets with the ball. Yeah. Well, Matty, the, the, the game that really interests me, and I want to get you to get your insights on this. So you obviously made the trip to North Belton Park in Wollongong. Oh, I uh, did. Beautiful part, of, yeah. beautiful part of the coastal region, just North of the the main city centre, and um, 
really, both these sides are going to play again in the finals. Both um, pretty good efforts with the bat there. Just what going up to Queensland now. I know Queensland got that home ground advantage, but what do New South Wales need to do if they had to turn the tables on the, the banana benders? That's a really good question, Robbie. I one thing I like observing is the body language of, and the energy levels of the players. And yep. Queensland look like a really happy group. They are enjoying themselves. They seemed happy to be there. They they looked up for the contest and they yep. they seemed to be really enjoying themselves. Not that New South Wales weren't, by the way, because I think New South Wales uh, – were presenting good body language as well, but just something, just something sparked my eye, watching the Queenslanders warm up and just their their interactions around the place. They they look like they're they're a really happy group at the moment, which is yeah. is is a, a a really good sign, particularly considering they got thumped by New South Wales in the in the Marsh One Day Cup game mm. earlier in the earlier in the week. So they've obviously bounced back from that really well. Uh, they were very bold in winning the toss and bowling first. Uh, the wicket, apparently the, the players had got there the day before the game started and they had a look at the wicket and, and the wicket looked like it might have a bit of moisture in it and they weren't sure yep. how, how much that, mo- how long that moisture was going to stay in the wicket. And I think, I think the general feeling was that once the, uh, the best time in the game to, to bowl would have been in those sort of first 15, 20 overs on day one, which is why yeah, why they won yeah. the toss and bowled. And then, then they went out and dropped five catches. So you, you, <laughs> you, look at, you look at the scorecard and you go, well, was it really a win-toss win bowl wicket? But had they taken their catches, Matt Jilks, I think, got dropped on three. He went on to make um, runs. Uh, and, and then... Hughes got dropped on 30-odd. He went on to make runs as well. So mm. uh, they're catches that you just need to be taking at that level. So, And what about young Lachlan Hearn on debut, Matt? What were your very thoughts? Very impressive. Pretty... Was he? He looked at home. He looked at home in yep. first class. It's going to be an interesting um, selection uh, discussion around the final as to what New South Wales will end up doing. Uh, talk that Josh Hazelwood wants to be available to play the Shield final. Uh, also, you've got Harry Conway, who didn't play down in Wollongong. He has a very yep. he has a very good record against Queensland in Shield cricket. So I guess they'll need to factor in what the wicket's doing. And, and the workload of Nathan Lyon has been titanic. His oh. Sheffield Shield season has been absolutely incredible. The, the volume of, of... The scorers actually ran out of boxes to fill in his overs. There you go. Well, he, Matty, Nate Lyon this year, he has played every first-class game possible. He's played every test match and he's played every, he's played every Red Bull um, game possible for either New South Wales or Australia. Now, that hasn't happened, I believe, since until back in 1975-76 when the West Indies were out here and a lot of the Australian, you know, the Chapel Boys and Thompson and Lily played a, a, you know, a plethora of Red Bull cricket. So, yeah, it's, it's, I just hope he had off the nice line. I think he's, he's really thrived on this, just playing, you know, good red ball, first-class cricket, test cricket. And his figures have been fantastic. I think 
you know, we'll get to in a minute, but leading wicket taker for the season. Uh, well done to Gary Lyon. Yeah, well, let's let's get to that right away, Robbie. Let's have it. Oh, right, or should well, we should we just uh, we'll just give a bit more intel on that New South Wales Queensland game. Uh, we've probably mentioned enough, enough about it to an extent. The one really impressive thing was Jason Sanger scoring a hundred, his third first class hundred, uh, hundred and three. Uh, Lachlan yep. Hearn, as you mentioned, he made fifty. Uh, Baxter Holt looked like a, a very Strong replacement for Peter Neville, who is unlikely to be available for the Shield final. Uh, Brendan Doggett, four wickets for Queensland. But the the key talking point was Mitchell Swepson with the ball. How do you how do you stop Mitchell Swepson when it when when he's bowling the way he did in that second innings, four for sixty, uh, and some absolute jaffers. Um, yeah, on that there was it was just I, I was. I was salivating, Robbie, watching Mitchell Swapson <laughs> bowl. I just, yeah. I was just licking my lips and thinking, this, this is an absolute privilege to see someone uh, bowling to the, the the standard that he was. Usman Khawaja actually brought him on in the ninth over of the first innings. Okay, and didn't didn't um, didn't get any wickets early on or anything, but. Just that's the level of confidence that Usman has in uh, Mitchell Swepson and the work that he's doing with the ball, and and he is a real trump card for them, which is why he features. When we have a look at these leading wicket takers, we might as well do it now. Nathan Lyon, yep. uh, fourteen innings of bowling, thirty nine wickets at twenty five. Jackson Bird, thirty five wickets at twenty two point two. Oh, magnificent average for Jackson Bird. And I tell you what, add add to that is batting, and you've got a really good package down there at Tasmania. Scotty Boland, who is very highly regarded, uh, his his work with the ball, 30 wickets at 24. Mitch Swepson, 29 at 22.4. And Johnny Holland, that man we mentioned earlier, 27 wickets at 28.9. Uh, in the runs department, Mr. Green, 922 runs at 76.8. Travis Head, 893 at 68.7. Sean Marsh, 734 at 56.5. Marcus Harris, 695 at 63.2. And Cam Bancroft, 678 at 48.4. The interesting thing on this list... Uh, is the fact that none of those players are playing in the final. That's right. Three Western Australians. So it it shows that to win games of Shield cricket, you need to bowl teams out. Yeah, it does, Matty. That's exactly right. And Nate Lyon, as you said, he's up there and makes those high wicket takers. And Mitch Webson, genuine strike bowlers. That's right. And and with the gloves, TD Payne comes back to first-class cricket and 34 catches, one stumping. He's top of that. And list. also his batting. Matty, Tim Payne's batting's been terrific post post test series. Um yeah. I, I think that's a really good sign. That's a that's a message from Tim Payne there. To anyone who's thinking about who might be next or whatever. Tim Payne's got a national series in him. Don't you worry about that. He, Tim Payne might have another couple of years in him. He might. He might, Robbie. Really great. And I to hope see. he does. Yeah. I'm a massive fan of Tim Payne. I just what he's done for Australian cricket. He's got us back where we need to be. We've got respect back. You know, and, we, and well, we've just missed that the championship final. 
due to a slow overrate. But anyway, we've, <laughs> we've had a go at that. And yeah, good on you, Timmy Payne. Absolute champion. Uh, and a player on the rise, Josh Inglis, his batting was really good as well this summer for WA. 23 catches, two stumpings. Pete Neville, New South Wales, 24 catches. And a player that I thoroughly enjoyed watching oh. up in Wollongong, Jimmy Pearson. What good a competitor. Player. 21, just the 21 catches, no stumpings. But his batting is looking impeccable at the moment as well. And if you if you want someone in a scrap... It's JJ Pearson, yep. Queensland. He is he is a real fighter. And Seb Gotch, 17 catches as well. So he was out in that game that Sam Harper stepped in. So that shows the depth that there is in Victoria for wicket keepers at the moment as well. So the Shield final coming up, we'll do a full preview of that. Uh, that one taking place on the 15th to 18th of April. So if we do another episode before then... We'll give it a big preview. If not, we'll give it a big wrap-up. Yeah, that'll start Thursday week. So that's um, Yeah, looking forward to it. There's been a bit of talk about a bit of rain around uh, that time at, yeah. up here in Queensland. But, um, yeah, and a four-day final, Matt, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. Or is that a five-day final? Just, just trying to refer back to that one. Let's just have a look. Because... 15th to the 18th, that's four days. Yeah, 15th, 16th. Yeah, four-day final. Yeah, four-day final coming up and looking forward to it, Robbie. Well, I'm also... Queen, Qu- Queensland just need a... Well, they just... New South Wales have got to win outright, haven't they? No, they've changed that well, now. It's an inning. It's it's, it's, it is too. It's the bonus points, so... Of course. Yeah, I like that rule too. I don't mind that. That's That sort of prevents Queensland yeah. getting six for 900 and thanking New South Wales for coming. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But, a la yeah. 2005, 6 or whenever that was. Um, actually, what we might do too next week too, Matty, we might be able to, we'll go over that. They have picked a um, a Sheffield Shield team in the season too, which and you're going to be pretty happy for a couple of those selections there too because there's a couple of spinners that you've spoken about. Just, you know, um, just don't ask me to pick any more teams, please, Robbie. I'm still recovering oh, yeah. from the last team I picked, mm. so I'm happy to leave that to the experts. And speaking of experts, Matt's mailbag coming up in just a moment on the Cricket Library Weekly. Hi, this is Renee Farrell, and you are listening to the Cricket Library Weekly with Robbie McKinlay and Matty Ellis. Make sure you subscribe today on your favourite podcast provider. We are back on the Cricket Library Weekly in our very popular Matt's mailbag segment now, and... This one's come via social media. Dylan's had a couple of mentions on the program already, and he has had a magnificent request for Matt Fiction. We we can't fulfil the request here tonight, but let's just talk about it, Robbie. The request is for some haiku poem commentary of Bryce Street batting. Right. So, Matt. I reckon okay. I reckon Matt Fiction's got it in him to between now and next next week, maybe it'd be a good little lead up to the Sheffield Shield final. Uh we can get something happening. So there'll be there'll be five five syllable, seven syllable, five syllable uh, uh arrangements as a haiku right. follows. 
where you'd have like the ball by ball commentary in haiku yeah. form. Oh, how about that? So if we get it, uh, Matt Fiction, I'm sure that's something Matt Fiction would thoroughly enjoy putting together. So I look forward to that. Yeah, and maybe maybe we could actually um, put it out there to anyone on Twitter to to send us some haiku poems because actually during this is this is great during the Sheffield Shield final April seventeen is World <laughs> Haiku Poem Day. <laughs> no way! It is. It is. It is. So that's. <laughs> Day three, Sheffield Shield final is, or whatever it is, International Haiku Poetry Appreciation Day. Uh, so that could be a perfect time for us to to get get something out there, and then maybe maybe all the people on the socials following the cricket library can send oh, so can send us some little ball by ball haiku poems throughout the Shield final. Uh, I look forward to that, Maddie. That's um that's that's made to order for any fiction. Yeah. As long as he um, didn't get over that little trot on his toes a bit early in this episode, <laughs> as long as he takes that on the chin. I I think we can smooth that one over, hopefully. I'm, I just, I'm so. just hoping our audio guys can uh, fix that one up before it goes to air. But um, I'm not too confident about that. But we'll see how we go. But if you do have a question for us, 101R Bungle Gumby Road, Borobedean, New South Wales, 2830. I must admit, Robbie, over the Easter weekend, I was breathalyzed in Sydney. So was I, yeah. And my license came out again. Oh, he didn't ask about the address. He did. He, he, seriously? He, yeah, he said, where the heck is that? <laughs> and I explained, and he said, oh, so you're out in the sticks. And I said, "Yeah, I'm just up." I said, "I'm just up for the weekend." Yeah, he said, have a, "He said have a good weekend." And I, I felt like uh, just giving him a little um, cricket library weekly um, business card and saying, "Oh, yeah, we well, talk- when you're out this Friday next, yeah, mm. yeah, come and come and say hello." Anyway, well, yeah, I got thrown. I got thrown on the bag myself too by a very nice officer in Howlong of all places. Um, yeah, okay. I came back from a bit of AFL commentary down here in the Ummans and Murray, and he was very nice about it. And yeah, had to count to ten. I got to six, and he said, "On your way." So it was good. I only How'd got. You go? I only got to three. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I, I must admit, Matt. He said to me, "Now, he said, have you had any drinks today, sir?" I said, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, mine, mine was, um, mine was at about uh, 9.15 a.m. on my way to church on Easter Sunday, oh, and I'm thinking, I haven't even, haven't even had communion yet. What, what, chance, of, what chance am I getting up to, to 10 and uh, showing any reading uh, on, on here? But anyway. Hey, it's good to see him out because then, you know, everyone should observe that plan B. And, yeah. Yeah. Just, 100%, Robbie. 100%. Yeah, well, good on him. Well, I was happy to see his breath lies out. Well, it's time for us to go, Robbie. I'm back at work tomorrow. Right. You enjoy watching the Marsh One Day Cup. Um, please yes. please keep me updated. And good luck to those teams playing in those final games of the season. And we'll be back again to do it all again before the Sheffield Shield final. 
And I look forward to your company then. Robbie McKinley, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to all of our loyal listeners. And we'll catch up with you again next time.